Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, inviting you to try their Pick'em game. Pick between two to five players and just select whether to go higher or lower on a given stat. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. Sign up with promo code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. Now, Compton and Company, brought to you by United Rentals on 1010XL. Here's your host, Ron Compton. The Ill House in Tinseltown alongside Chuck Elliott, Ron Compton, Casey Dobson. Back in the Tinson XL studios Hold producing. On, Hold on, Ron. You kind of jumped the gun here a little bit. We yeah. got a little present for you. Oh. Straight from Chuck, okay? Here we oh, go. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. What a sure. great song. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know the lyrics. Right, absolutely absolutely ridiculous. Miami Dolphins. Uh, Miami okay, Dolphins. yeah. Miami Dolphins number one. Miami Dolphins. I deserve that. That's fine. Miami Dolphins number one. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Play that all night for you there, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. That's great. We tackle your defenders. We pull their pants and don't get called. <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what you do. I sent you the picture. I mean, all night long. It's like Lionel Richie all night long. I mean, Micah Parsons been, gets held all night long. And, again, I'm not going to say the reason the Cowboys lost that football game. Because it, it, it's happening all over the league, man. These officials, it's, it's just it's absolutely terrible. But, hey, you know what? Kudos to the Dolphins. Nice win. It surprised me. And what was even worse is your field goal kicker, uh, Jason Sanders, cost me a fantasy football game. He scored like 8,226 points. Actually 22. Or whatever it was. Or or 22. So here's one for you. Casey, do you play fantasy football? I do, yes, sir. Okay, so uh, I'm in five leagues, five Yahoo leagues. I made it to the semifinals in all five leagues. But I went one of four this weekend. <laughs> I went one of four. And and one of the one of them was, you know, a fairly sizable money league. And Jason Sanders is the one that uh, knocked me out and now I'm playing for third place. Did that last field goal knock you out? I mean if you admit that. No, 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 no. It no, that, no, it was but yeah, it was before that. Okay. It was. But well, really it was had he just scored like four points, I would have won. But, but it was really a combination of that and my three receivers in that in that league. It was was uh, DJ Moore, Demonte Adams, and uh, and Jalen Waddle. Who they those three combined for ten points. So that hurt. Now between those three receivers and then the kicker that the other dude had. You know, I was toast. Well, let me tell you my quick story. Uh, it was, of course, Christmas Eve. I was over at a friend's house. They had all his family over, yep. family, friends. Mm-hmm. Two TVs, living room, back porch. All these clowns are watching a Jags game. Terrible game. So I had to go <laughs> in, like, bed, one of the bedrooms to watch yeah. the Dolphins. I'm telling you, that Dolphins, Dolphins-Cowboy game, much better game. I said, you subject yourself to that awful Jags game? Yeah, and, and yeah, the, the ja- <laughs> look, the Jags are they're terrible. The Jag, you know, the, the you know, I mean, this isn't exactly breaking news here, but the Jags are a bad football team. I mean, from 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 you would go top to bottom, bottom to top. It it uh, 
There, there's nothing good at all that you could say about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're a, a miserable, miserable uh, organization currently. Team's terrible. Uh, they're Trent Balky should be fired off into the sun. I mean, may, it might be the worst general manager of the National Football League. I have no, I, I have no, talk I, again. I, I, Balky, fire Balky again. Well, he he should he should not have made it through, Chuck. Um, you know, he he, he he should have been employed when this season began. His his look, I remember sitting uh, in a restaurant in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, on day three of the NFL draft. Waiting for the Taylor Swift's concert to start. Yeah. And so we're watching the draft. You know, having a few drinks. You know, I had myself a couple of old fashions and just just waiting for, uh, you know, uh, the concert. And um, watching the Jaguars continue to trade back. They continue to trade back the entire day. Um Instead of, you know, they had all those picks, man, and uh, they could have easily, you know, I don't know, maybe trade up a little bit, right? Tra- trade up and, and, and uh, I don't know, uh, heck, I don't, I don't know, Chick, may, may, maybe trade up and uh, and acquire some uh, and draft some players that might help you, I don't know, this year? Well, but, to, but to outside of Anton Harrison, okay, uh, well, they're eight three at one point. Uh, no, 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 seat, no, so I, no. I, were you happy with him then? No, okay. no. Because here's the problem: no depth. You you have to. It's a, as our boy Billy Napier says in Gainesville, it's a talent ac- it's a talent acquisition business. Okay, and the offensive line, even at eight and three, um, the play was average at best. Um, it's been bad. And when you know that uh, this is Sheriff's last year, uh, your your center, Luke Ford, is no good. Uh, you'll, you'll move on from him. When you know that two-fifths of your offensive line will be shown the door the next year, you should absolutely uh, – be drafting some big uglies early, and, and I get it. In the first round, right? In the first round, they they, they address him in with Anton Harrison. But uh, what's Brenton Strange done, Chuck? Tight end from second round pick out of Penn State. What's he done? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. What's your boy Tank Bigsby done? You draft you you drafted him in the fantasy draft. What's he done, Chuck? Not much. Tank Nothing. do much for you? Nothing. Ventrell Miller, former Gator linebacker on IR early on. Uh, Tyler Lacey. He done for you? Nothing. Uh, Yasir Abdullah, supposed to be an edge rusher from Louisville. What's he done? Antonio Johnson. I know he came in. He's he's been you know hurt a lot of the year, but he came in and he he on a he had a blitz and sacked a guy. Um, Parker Washington. Sure, he's been the guy that's replaced. He's replaced uh, Christian Kirk. He had a, I think he had a couple of receiving touchdowns over a couple of weeks, but he hasn't given you much. Um, you know, Christian Braswell, um, Eric Hallett, Cooper Hodges. Well, I mean, nothing. Okay, so they've given you absolutely nothing, Chuck. Zero. So instead of continuing to trade back and just taking flyers and throwing darts at a dartboard and hoping guys pan out, why not, you, why not take some of those – 
extra picks and move up and draft guys that you that you have a fairly good you know idea that can help you now. No, they they thought, oh, you know what? Last year we, we had a, a run late in the season. Oh, we're good. Oh, we're good. It's the only difference between 2017 to 2018 and and 22 to 23 is you've got your quarterback. That's the only difference. They they thought mm-hmm. they were they were good. Well, I think so. I think you got your quarterback. Well, Casey, this is what I would say as you chime in. Do we have our quarterback? I'll say this. Um, the, the generational talk obviously has to go away, right? That 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 talk that's you know does he have every uh, does he have a, an elite skill set? Absolutely, as far as what he's able to do physically, but he he certainly is improving it. And look, I, I've got to um, you know I've said look I've said in the past the the great quarterbacks they make guys around them better. Right, that, that's that's where they, they look, and, and I've mentioned many a times that uh, Peyton Manning got made Zane Beatles a lot of money here in Jacksonville. He was an offensive guard for the Broncos. Manning was so good pre-snap, uh, he made his offensive linemen look far better better than they were. Uh, far, far better, right, than um, than they were. Why? Because he's you know you know he's he's good pre-snap. Tom Brady the same way. The great ones have a, have ways of making guys around them better, whether they're offensive linemen, running backs, receivers. Um, what has Trevor done to make anybody any better here? He hasn't done anything to make anyone any better, in, in my opinion. Now, uh, I, this year, uh, he, look, he's tough as nails. I'll give him that, man. Uh, knee, ankle, concussed. Now... Uh, and he's a sprained AC joint, collarbone area, right? I mean, all those things ongoing right now. And, and he continues to get out, and he wants to play, wants to play, wants to play. Banged up. Certainly nowhere close to being 100%. Um, but, man, I mean, look, um, he, he has to be far better in terms of securing the football, whether it's, uh, you know, taking a sack instead of holding the ball like a loaf of bread and, and putting the ball on the carpet. Uh, throwing the ball away instead of throwing the ball, trying to force things into into coverage. I mean, he he leads the National Football League in turnovers uh, since his rookie season. He now has 58. It was 55 going into this this past weekend. He now has 58 total turnovers, and that has to improve. Yeah, what's the drastically? What's the one thing you can't do? Turn the ball. He turn it over, man, and and, and it's. And it's uh, when the turnovers happen. It's one thing, um, you know, to be say it's third and fifteen, and you're at midfield. You throw a deep ball, okay, and, and it's intercepted. Okay, it's like a punt, right? I mean, I, that, I get those, but the the interceptions when it's first and goal in the red zone last year against Houston, and again and, and again, I'm trying to think of the game this year. He did it. Uh, you, you, those are things that can't happen, right? You live to, you know, to play another down, and, and he has issues there. Uh, that has to, again, has to greatly improve. Um, this team is urinating down their legs, man. It, it's, it's shame on them. Shame that the offensive line is soft as a freaking roll of toilet paper. 
you know, you name it, whether it's Charmin, whether I mean, you give me some, give me some other names, whatever. Angel Soft, yeah, I don't Angel know, Scott. but they're Scotch, whatever. Scotch, rather, they're, they they can't block anybody. Some they of those can't. brands can do some damage. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You know what? Well, hey, you know what? At least they're consistent. They can't pass block or run block. That's great. It's great. Okay. Uh, and on defense, all of a sudden, what the hell's happened there? I, I get it. Maybe they're on the field a, a lot longer than they should be, and, and those are the things that's happening um, defensively. Uh, they, they, they wear out, tire, and then, they you know, I'm not going to say they give up, but, but they, they almost wave the damn white flag. But, Lynn, they're consistent. A few weeks ago, at least they were, they were stopping the run. Now they can't stop the run. They can't stop I guess the pass. My, it's, it's I, just, I guess my concern with Lawrence, if you look back over franchise quarterbacks, you got Pat, Patrick Mahomes, you got Manning, you got Brady. Uh, how many have had three kind of mediocre years and all of a sudden just lit it up, turned it on? I, I, I well, last year it. wasn't mediocre. Now that, let's 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 back up. Now. Well, no, 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 no. Last okay. no, it was, it, no, he was, was three to one touchdown interception. Chuck, he was he threw for four thousand yards. I think 25 touchdowns, eight picks last year. So, no, that's that's. Did you far. feel like he was in that top tier last yeah, year? Yeah, well, the, the back half of the year I did. He turned it on the back half of the season. When the team went on that winning streak, it was because of Trevor Lawrence. It was because of Trevor. Okay, that's what, that's why they went on that run, because of him. Uh, and, you know, the back half of last season, he was him. Uh, now, the first year, to me, is a throwaway the old Urban Meyer experience, it, it was terrible. And he was taking bullets for people, man. He was taking bullets for people. He'd go out in front of the media, and when Urban Meyer was in a corner sucking his thumb in the fetal position or, or, or having a lap dance by someone or whatever he was doing, Trevor was out there talking to the media. You know, a, a rookie quarterback. Um, last year he was, you know, he was figuring things out. Uh, got a lot better. Um... Which leads me to the first poll question tonight, and, and uh, it, man, um, because year over year, man, I, I thought for sure, look, you have Doug Peterson, quarterback friendly head coach, he, he's a Super Bowl, he was a Super Bowl winning coach with a combination of Carson Wentz, who before he was injured was playing, not just playing, he was the leading, um, according to Vegas, he was a leader in terms of winning the NFL MVP award that year. Then he gets hurt. Journeyman Nick Foles rolls in, and he wins a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, and he did so in beating the GOAT, Tom Brady. And I'm like, man, whoa, we've got, our, we've got the head coach uh, building on it, you know, last season. Man, imagine you get Calvin Ridley into the fold and, and another year in this offense. Man, this offense is taking off. It's going to be a top-five offense. I, 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 I thought that more so than anything. I said, man, wow. So the, the question is this. If the Jaguars don't make the playoffs, whoa, <laughs> and that's a, that's a very good possibility that they will not make the playoffs, would you consider this the most disappointing season in franchise history? Oh, yeah. So we have right. uh, some early results right now with 45 minutes left to go. 61% say yes, and 38% are saying no. We have 97 votes in there. Yeah, I would, um, 
Uh, I, I, and by the way, we're on the both AM and FM dial tonight. For people listening on FM, who the hell are these guys? Well, you know, we've been around for a long time, and and uh, we've gone from Saturdays to show. Wednesdays, a, a, an absolute award-winning show. We all know this. Uh, and it's because the guy beside me, Chuck Elliott, of course, um, you sprinkle in a little Casey Dobson as well, and I'm just here along for the ride. Um, but no, look, we're here every Wednesday on the AM side. Hackers FM, we're AM in the app. But uh, this week, obviously, both on both sides. And next week, we'll be back on just the AM side. Just throw that out there for pe- folks listening on the AM dial. Um, yeah, how do you go from, I guess it's a simple I guess it's a simple question, not an easy answer. You go from almost number one seed. I mean, if you don't make the playoffs, they don't make the playoffs. That's just, that's, good teams don't do yeah, that. It, it, and no, where do you go well, from here? You, do, you don't flip a switch. <laughs> I mean, no, you don't just flip a switch. It's You, you don't. But again, look, 641-1010, phone lines, text lines open to you. Uh, I, I would, well, yeah, you don't flip a switch, of course. Uh, yeah, from 8-3 and three to 8-7. Eight, eight and three to eight and seven. Well, if they go 8-9. And, and, and look, and, and, look <laughs> and they could. I mean, do you have, do you have a lot of confidence that they're going to right the ship and, and beat Carolina this weekend? I think I think they win, but I, it's not like, well, you know, a month ago, yeah, man, that's the, they'll, they'll, you know, Name their number, not anymore. And I kind of, I kind of laughed at you. Maybe might have been last week, week before, when you said Tennessee would get joy out of that. Well, that would be a get back for what Jacksonville did to Tennessee last of, year. Of course. Well, it, it's not as much. Uh, you could call it a get back. It sort of is. But last year, if Tennessee wins that game, they would have, they would have gone in. So it, it was there was a they were both playing for the division. It wasn't like. You know what I mean? They're both playing for the rights to go to move into the playoffs. But yeah, sort of a get back. But yeah, um, yeah, and it would it would be Tennessee Super Bowl. They would be playing last year. Both the Jags and Tennessee were playing for a berth in the playoffs. This year it would be it'd be Tennessee just trying to keep the Jaguars out. Uh, and hell yeah, it'd be their Super Bowl. You know, they'd have something certainly to play for just just to ruin the Jaguars season or the end or ending of it. Um, no, you don't look. You don't just flip the switch. I mean, think about Tennessee. They were a game away, a win, a, a, a play away with a backup quarterback and Joshua Dobbs of beating the Jaguars here last season and making the playoffs. They haven't recovered from that. It's, it's hard to, you know. So, so if the Jaguars don't make the playoffs, you know, are there any, is there any hangover, you know, going into the next year? You know, what kind of questions are you are you asking? Um, you know, look, it's when you man, there's just no depth, man. Just just no depth at all on this football team. Just a just a bunch of mediocre football players. And right now, as it stands right now, the receiving group and God bless Evan Ingram. You know, as far as doing what he's doing from tight end position overall, but uh, Calvin Ridley, who called it, who, he's agent zero. I am him. He's done nothing. He's, he's had a couple of halves of football this year. He's played well. And for the first time, um, Trevor Lawrence actually sort of called guys out without calling names. You know, going into before this before this past weekend's game, well, you know what, I've got to be better. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. It's I, 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 you know, I've got to improve. What did he say that for this, this past weekend's game? Look, he says, you know, we go in practice all week. I think we have a good game plan. And then we go play 
and it's like we don't have, we haven't even practiced. You know, guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, to me, that's he's pointing fingers without pointing fingers directly at his teammates. Think. And I'm sure he's frustrated as hell, and I would be too. And, again, he's out there, again, injury after injury after injury. And, and uh, man, just um, they just can't get right, man. And, and um, again, no, you don't just flip that switch, man. I mean, it's like it's it's a snowball and it's going downhill, and, and uh, trying to get that bad boy to move in the other direction, Chuck, isn't easy. No, and this is a setup to be. If you told me before the year started, they're not going to win the division. You've been like, what? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, look, I probably would say, okay, Lawrence must have got hurt early yeah. in the year. I mean, I mean, going into this season is like, man, you know, well, this is the Jaguars' division for you know for, for the foreseeable future. Now the Texans have their guy, and C.J. Stroud, and and um, you know, obviously we don't know about it, Anthony Richardson and then the Colts moving forward because you know he's only played a handful of games before he was out for the year. Uh, so we'll see. All right, we'll we'll break here. We'll come back. Obviously, uh, talk more Jags. Uh, also. Uh, you know, when Brock Purdy, his name was just erased from uh, MVP potential candidacy. He he went from MVP possible front runner to absolutely off the ballot. Was well, it Lamar Jackson to lose now? Pretty much. Uh, you know what? So so that's another poll question that we have that we're going to throw out there as well. As far as MVP, who, who would your MVP be? Uh, that we've got the college football playoffs. Uh, obviously, next Monday. Um, you know, the Blue Bloods, Alabama and Michigan, and, of course, uh, you know, Washington and Texas. Uh, FSU and Georgia, and I guess you would call, you know, the, the opt-out bowl. Um, man, oh, man. It, I mean. They call a lot of bowls opt-out bowls. Oh, no, absolutely. But, but no, but this one, but, but you went, it went from there were two teams that were hoping to be playoff participants to all of a sudden no one cares. And oh, well, I think FSU cares. I don't, who cares? The fans care. Players, you know, uh, the, the fans don't care either. The FSU fans don't care. If they win, I'm telling you, they're going to put a UCF style banner up FSU there. FSU fans don't care, and F and, and FSU because FSU fans know they're going to lose by 40. It's it, it, look. This is a game, and we're going to break your Georgia will name their score. Not F, F, FSU is now. You know they're a 19 point underdog, right. um, and they're going to lose by 40. Yeah, they're going to lose by 40. Uh, they're going <laughs> to. They're, uh, uh, George, I Georgia, what? Yeah. FSU is going to win the you, game. You Are have you no stupid? idea what's going to happen at oh bowl my. games. They have, okay, they have no quarterback. They have no running back. They have no wide receivers. They have no defense. Well, who's who's going to play for them, Chuck? Are we going to get uh, – I guess the Gators, they don't have a, they're not playing a bowl game. Maybe they can loan them some players. They don't have anybody, Chuck. Well, all right. Just... We're going to break here. We'll come back and discuss that more from the Yale House in Tinseltown on 10 XL. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. It's a good song, Chuck. Is that one okay, Chuck, or is that one overrated, over overplayed, and what you say about most show? Not bad. Not so bad. Is that one not okay? A bad song. Yeah, not okay. All right, just Hendrix, sure. Hendrix, right? Hendrix, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, what uh, hit movie uh, was uh, that from? What soundtrack? It may, this, it may have been in others, but you've seen this movie, I know. Uh, I would think something like Good Morning Vietnam or something like that. Well, it, it uh, Vietnam 
is in the movie, a small portion of Vietnam. Is it, of, is it in Forrest Gump yes. when he goes to when yes. he goes to Yes. Vietnam. Very nice. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, when, Chuck Elliott. But when he first gets to Vietnam, aren't they playing uh, like it's a say they're playing some like not happy song, but like a that's Temptations that, or someone that, like that, that. that. That's correct. That's correct. When you remember, that's I just when they're talking about the socks. That's when they're talking about, you yeah. know, uh, you know they remember all your socks. Lieutenant Dan's, like, giving him the lay of the land. Yeah. He's like, he's standing there, like, going to use the bathroom. He got a whole toilet paper. We're putting steaks on over there, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> steaks on the grill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without, without a doubt. So, do we save Lieutenant Dan's life? And Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan, Dan. was just, was just <laughs> upset. You don't have your leg, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yes, I know that. He did a uh, yes. he did a, he did a lot as as we know. Every time as we I know. watch that one scene when he goes to offer him ice cream, it's ice cream yeah. time. Shortly <laughs> after I watch that scene, it's time to go get some vanilla ice cream. Lieutenant Dan ice cream. Oh, he talked about when he's laying in the in, in the, the bed, bed yeah. and he yeah. like, he's sitting there by buttocks and he's sitting there yeah. with a cone. He like offers it to him. Yes, <laughs> and he just throws it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. So. Tom Hanks, that's a generational actor right there. He is. I mean, he is. Man. Love me some Tom Hanks, man. Started with Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies. Which he won't talk about. I think he might get slapped if you bring that up. In his he, yeah, he would not be happy about that. Um, yeah. Um, Big was a good one. The movie Big. Have you seen the movie Big, Casey? Uh... If I did, it was when I was really young, and I can't recall. But uh, funny you mentioned the bosom buddies. So my <laughs> wife was talking to me about that a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you got to look it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, we can't watch that today. No. Uh-uh. Well, I mean, it wasn't just him. It's him and his buddy dressed up like women. It wasn't that, it yeah. like that, it wasn't that scandalous. Or I think just, oh, you no, know. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying – the rest of the world. Yeah. yeah. I think it's what a, he, in arms about it. I think for what he became as an actor, you look at that, it's like, oh, my gosh, he did that. Now, yeah, or, if he just would have been. one, too? Tu uh, Wong Fu and something or another with Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo, or they go on a road trip and they dressed up as women. Patrick Swayze? Yeah. I did. I haven't seen that no, one. Did I know a lot of Patrick Swayze you movies. But no, you, did, you did. did. You I? absolutely oh, did. I got I to gotta pull this one up. But, yeah, Patrick uh, Swayze, John Leguizamo, and there's a third character. I'll look it up. I'll get back. Wow. Now we're wow. talking old pop. You know, one of my favorite movies of him is uh, 1984 Bachelor Party. Did you ever see that? That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> i seen that one as well. My favorite. My favorite part of that movie is when they, uh, of course, when they go, well, two things about that real quick. They go into, remember at the end, when they're chasing through, like, the, the theater has, like, yeah. 30, 30 theaters in there. And I remember when I saw the movie, I'm like, what kind of place would have 30 different screens? And, of course, now you got the megaplexes and everything. And right. then number two, remember, the, the, like, the, the, like the, the bad guy, her, her old boyfriend, remember he's, like, messing with them, and he took the... Like the the, the the poor tape they were gonna watch, he took the, the like the bad the good parts out of you, as you would call it, or dirty parts. And so then they're watching all of a sudden next thing you see him laying in bed and his friend goes, I usually like my poor and dirtier than that. <laughs> all right, now now on the important stuff, Chuck. On the important stuff. You know, you you made a comment prior to the break. You said if she's gonna beat Georgia. That's what you said. I'm telling you. You said if she's gonna beat Georgia. All right, Casey, are you ready for this bet I'm gonna offer Chuck Elliott? I'm ready. Uh, we we've made bets like this in the past, Just but remember I'm, this I'm, is recorded. Yeah. So oh yeah. And, and and 
Chuck's never won a, an on-air bet, I don't think, to this day. Now, that means he's probably going to win this but if he accepts it. And if he does, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be a windfall for him. So, um, all right, Chuck. If um, FSU beats Georgia, I've got the tips for a year. Wow. I've got the tips for all of – all of 2024 right here at the O House. Oh, boy. If uh, if Georgia wins, you only have tips for a month. No, oh, that's an easy bet to take. So you're going to take the bet? Yeah. All right. Because if I lose, I okay. mean, the, the, the upside is, is pretty uppy. The downside is not bad. All right. Well, you heard it, Casey. There's a bet. It's noted. Yeah. I got it. It's, all right. All right. You there we go. Any, you want any piece of that? I mean, I mean, Casey, do you see any scenario at all where FSU beats Georgia? I'd have to see some other players from Georgia transfer out. Yeah. yeah. And this is not – I, I get it. I get the fact that Georgia has like seven – I think they have 17 guys that are in the portal. But uh, a, a lot of the guys in the portal are, you know, are, are younger players or older or that, that haven't played much, like A.J. Mitchell, the five-star corner uh, who played sparingly this year, who's, you know, one of the top two or three guys in the portal that's still available, who, by the way, uh, some have crystal-balled him to Florida. These recru- the, the, you know, the, recru- the recruiting analysts. I'd love to see that happen. Uh, but it's either those guys or – you know, like Marvin Jones Jr., who's going to FSU, that who hasn't played much. The guys that haven't, they've not played a ton. The Georgia's guys that have played are all going to play in the bowl game, and that's one thing I'll give Nick Saban and and Kirby Smart. Um, the way they run their programs, you know, it's it's uh, now. Remember the first guy? I say, let's see if you. And Chuck didn't remember this. Let's see if Casey, you remember. Well, I thought it was a half a season. Yeah, yeah, so. but don't get don't get the name. All right. Do you rem- do you remember the player? There's like the first big name that opted out of the bowl game, and people and we were like all up and up. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that. Oh my gosh, he, he's he's letting his team down. Do you remember who that was, Casey Dobson? Uh, what I, was it, McCaffrey? It was not McCaffrey. No. Nope. Uh, nope. Nope. And I and I remember this because you know at the time we did our show. Now we're at the L House. We were at the old Mill House, but uh, it's no longer in business. Up at the airport, we were there for like nine years uh, doing our show uh, on Monday nights, and, and then on Wednesdays sometimes as well. And I remember sitting there, and we had Brent Beard on. We had Brent Beard on the air with us. He was actually part of our program for a while. He was our co-host for a while. Um, and and Brent was really up in arms. I couldn't believe that 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 you know that this guy would let his college football team down. And it was in well, really as you, as you look back, a meaningless Citrus Bowl game against Louisville. And I remember like it was like it was yesterday. It was Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette opted out. But the story goes, Ed Orgeron was a coach at the time. Ed Orgeron, Leonard Fournette said later in a, in a interview that hey, I really didn't want to opt out. He, he, you know, coach actually told me to, to not travel and I needed to look out for my NFL future and he told me not to play. 
And I cried because I, was, I wasn't going to be able to play with my teammates. So what Little Fournette said. Well, Orgeron was a coach, right? He was so, the coach. So don't you think that that's true? I'm not saying it's not true, but Orgeron should have said, look, my decision, I told him. I would agree to with please that. please look out for his. Now, this, you know what popped in my head? Do you remember this? And, and, and uh, do you remember how, remember now Fred Taylor, how he got the na- nickname Fragile Freddy? Oh, well, it's funny. I thought the same thing. And, and, was, and, and he was done. A, he he was wrong by Tom Coughlin. It was Tom Coughlin's fault. Yep, I love Tom Coughlin. Uh, great Jaguar. Uh, should be he. You know, obviously he's going to be in the uh, you know the Jags, the part of the Jaguars. But he, he should be in the NFL Hall of Fame someday. But he's the reason that Fred Taylor got the the label Fragile Freddie because he tore his groin from the bone. His groin was torn from the bone. The first second game of the year, right? Yes. And all year, because it was, you know, it was strategic, you know, he, he didn't want to give any, you know, let other teams know that Fred Taylor wasn't going to play. He was never going to play. But they listed him as questionable every week on the injury report, and they never let anyone know how, how severe uh, his injury was. And that's why Fred Taylor was labeled Fragile Freddy. And, it was, and David Lamb is the one who labeled yeah. Fragile Fred. Yeah, and it, but it was all yeah. at the in the it was all done by Tom Coughlin. Where if he would have been put on IR beginning of the season, there wouldn't have been a second thought. Okay, well he's he's really hurt. You know he's got to miss the year. No big deal. But every year, well he could be back. Oh, you telling me he's not good enough? It's it's funny. We we both when I said <laughs> that about Fournette, I thought the same thing you did uh, about that about Fred Taylor. Same thing. I, I don't know why I, I, I had that thought, but man. He's never been I would say great minds it. think alike, but neither one of us have a great mind. Never been able so to it's shake not that. really that. He's never been able Well, he did kind of shake the moniker, but yeah. still. Oh, he definitely shook the moniker. I mean, he did. And, and uh, yeah, w- without a doubt. And he someday might be and should be in the Hall of Fame. Fred Taylor should be, in my opinion. Uh, but what's going to hurt him, what's going to help him, here's what's going to help and hurt. What will hurt him, he only made one Pro Bowl. In the, in the Pro Bowl that he made, this never gets mentioned. He was an alternate, right. and Maurice Jones-Drew is the one that opted out. So his teammate, Fred Taylor, could play in the Pro Bowl that season. Class act. Uh, it, it was very very class act. Speaking of something with the age, well, I'm looking back. Like but, but hold on. But, okay. but, the, uh, but, the, but the thing that's going to help him is because, look, when you look at his yards per carry and then you look at uh, – as he, he he'll, at, at some point he's going to be the only running back in the top twenty rushing yards that won't be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and now with the you know running back by committee and running backs having shorter lifespans, I don't know that you'll have any if many if any players that surpass him moving forward. How many, yard, how many yards does he have? What, like 12,000 maybe? I was thinking 11 something, but you're right in that area. Yeah. But hey, I guess, go ahead, Chad. What were you going to say? You no, but I guess Emmitt Smith's record is safe for eternity. Oh, yeah, for eternity. And what were you going to say, right. Chuck? Second again, go ahead. You're about, you, you had yeah. something you were going to pull up and you were going to oh, say okay, something. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so what I was thinking is, not what I was thinking, but I don't know, we're talking about NBA. So just a week ago, Brock Purdy, 57.2% chance to win the MVP. Lamar Jackson, 20.3%. Yeah. Now, Brock Purdy is like plus fourteen hundred to win it. Uh, Lamar Jackson's minus one eighty. So, so, by the way, here you go. Uh, Fred Taylor eleven thousand two hundred seventy-one career rushing yards the regular season. 
There you go. So, and, and what's going to help, you know, when, when people really look back at, 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 uh, at his career and, and, and the, the, the what people thought about him, okay, so remember, you know, who's the, who's the guy that's widely considered by most the best left tackle that's ever played the game? So if you know, I mean, I know who it is, who, what, who people regard as is being it, the best. Oh, is it Anthony? Is it yes, Munoz? Yep, yeah, absolutely. And Munoz would tell everyone that would listen that Tony Baselli was every bit as good as he was. That he was, man, Tony Baselli was the guy. And it, and it took that over and over and over again, maybe resonate along with other things that they got Tony Baselli in. Well,. Who was the guy that would always champion the, 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 the Hall of Fame running back that would champion for Fred Taylor that said Fred Taylor was the best running back in the NFL? Do you remember who that was? I do not. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown would always say Fred Taylor was the best running back in the National Football League. And, and I think that will resonate at some point, I believe. And I think at some point he, he, he may get in. But to me... The guy of all the guys that aren't in now, the players that should be in, Jimmy Smith's the guy, though. I mean, he people feared him when he stepped on the field. When you can look at his numbers, the Pro Bowls and the yards per catch, had he not had the off the field stuff that went on, he would have played two or three more years, put up, you know, obviously more numbers, and would probably be in already, in my opinion. So, all right, so let me ask you guys this: We talk about the opt outs and stuff, and we've got, you know, we have the bet. Uh, FSU Georgia. Um, do you do you guys fault Tate Rodemaker for opting out? Look, you can because you have the, the the portal window closes January the second. He's now obviously Jordan Travis can't play, um, but didn't he practice for a while like he was going to play? I mean, if he, he, he should have done it early well, he, on. Well, he practiced a little. Well, so let me. So now obviously FSU's left. You know, in a bit of a pinch here, but uh, I don't blame him at all, and I'm proud of him for doing what he's done. Uh, and I'll tell you why in a moment. What, what do you think? So, Chuck, do you, what do you think? Do you, you blame him? Do you think he should have handled things differently? Yeah, should have done it earlier. All right, Casey, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know me and that, that, that loyalty thing, man. I, you got to stay. Okay, I'm all about loyalty as well, but loyalty is a two-way street. Okay, so – FSU, I think, already has in the bag who the portal quarterback that they're going to bring in. They and they've had a handful of guys that have visited or or, or are planning to take visits. Um, DJ Ungalele, uh, obviously, one of them. Um, right, and and then also who, the uh, the the uh, was it the Washington State quarterback as well. Uh, so you so when you think about it, they, they, and they're not bringing those guys in um, to compete against Tate Rodemaker. It's pretty much hey, you come here and you're our quarterback from day one. You're at, you're our guy. So if if you're if you're Tate Rodemaker and you know that man, uh, either Cameron Ward is the guy's name for Washington State that I was thinking of. Or Will Howard from Kansas State, or uh, DJ Ungalele. If those guys have taken or are planning to take visits to Tallahassee, and it's because, and, and if if they commit, 
it's their job. Well, you know that you've got to, you've got to, look, that's happening in front of your eyes here. You have to now go out and take visits yourself to cover you. It, look, it all goes back. if you don't look out for you, nobody else will. If you don't look out for yourself, no one else will. And, it's, it, and again, they're recruiting guys to go give the job to and not to compete against him. So that's why I have no issues with uh, how it's been handled by him. Speaking of handling things, right, I know the, I know the portals out there, NIL, all that. Isn't there just something slimy about going from Florida to Georgia? I guess with ETN, I guess there's just there's no shame sensitive, anymore. Sensitive subject, Chuck. Sensitive. Sensitive? Say that again, Chuck. I, I, was, I was reading something. I, okay. I, my bad. So I realized NIL, <laughs> my bad, this, Chuck. Is a, this is a new world with the uh-huh. portal, yep. you know, no, no loyalty, blah, blah, blah. But something about going from Florida to Georgia, that just, it just, it just doesn't seem right. It just seems wrong. Oh, no, no, I, I agree. <laughs> and you know what? And I blame some of that on uh, on Billy Napier. Uh, it, you know, you've got this culture you're creating. Um, you know, you've got to uh, – the one thing that, that Kirby Smart does, I think, in Athens very well, he instills that like, like Steve Spurrier did in Gainesville. Look, they hate Florida. When you, when you play at Athens, you hate the Gators, right? You hate them, and, and there's no way in the world did you go play there unless you in, unless you know you feel like I'm not going to play here or whatever. Um, I mentioned AJ Harris early on. He's transferring from Georgia. He's in the portal, uh, but he's he's a freshman. He's a guy that didn't play much, and he wants to get somewhere and play. Well, Trevor Etienne is you know you'd say he's one of the top five players on the Gators roster. He's one of your dudes, man. Uh, th- th- those are the guys that, that you should instill that hatred for the other guys. And he's done a poor job, I guess, in doing that. Uh, and I also say that, you know what, Trevor Etienne is a beta. He's, a be- he's not an alpha, he's a beta. Okay, he, he's gonna he's gonna go run. Oh, okay. Well, and he only has one more year. He's not gonna play one more, one more year of college. He's gonna go run and, and, and jump on a super team so he can go win. You know, screw you, dude. Fine. You know what? And and, and uh, you know what? May, hey, maybe brother Travis. Maybe you can go jump into portal too, and maybe you can play with the Ravens or or, or the Niners. But then I say that act surprised. But then I kind of contradict what I've said in the past. I said, look, fans have loyalty. Players yeah. have. No loyalty. You should expect loyalty because it's all about. It's turned. They turn the into mercenaries. Yes. They're, they're hired guns. But they've been. They're hired for guns. A long time. I mean, you know, it's about now. If you're just a player, I guess. Heck yeah, I'd rather be at Georgia. Why would you want to be at Florida if you got a chance <laughs> to go to Georgia? Think about it. Well, you can be a part of a, a you know, potential rebuild, rebuild and get after it. Yeah, you got one or more you year. Can, or you can go. You got rebuild next go, year. Go hang on, or you can go hang rebuild on. Rebuild may start next year, but you're not going to be. <laughs> You're, gonna, you're not going to be when a re, there when the rebuild is complete, right? So, and would you, like I said, would you rather run behind the Georgia line or the Gator line? <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> I don't right. want to answer that question right now. <laughs> uh, but, no, I, but it is uh, – it, it does stink, though, as we watch David Justice hit a home run in the World Series after he was booed uh, in Atlanta against the this is Indians. That 95 World Series, yeah, one nothing. Uh, so, let's break here. Um, we'll come back. Uh, again, we got the college football playoff this weekend, and uh, we've got the poll questions we'll revisit. And also, I wonder if you guys have watched any of the bowl games 
this far. Watch it right now. Well, yeah, well, there's, yeah, there's one on. I'll wait for the USC Louisville game to start. All right, we'll come back. Uh, phone lines, text lines open to you, 641-1010. And your broadcast to you from the Ill House in Tinseltown. Compton and Company on 1010XL. I like this one, and welcome back. I know music well. I don't know that one. To <laughs> who is that? Tell him, Casey. Meatloaf. Oh. Come on, Chuck. Is that the, is the actual song Bad Out of Hell? The album was Bad Out of Hell. Is that the actual song Bad Out of Hell? Yes, sir. Okay. That would be correct. And welcome back to the Hill House in Tinseltown. It is Wednesday night. Wednesday night's wing night. $8.99 scores you a dozen wings. On Mondays, it's the world-famous Zinger special on Monday nights. Trivia Tuesday, we're here on Wednesdays. They open for brunch on weekends at 10. You name it, all things happening right here at the Yale House in Tinseltown. Also, margarita night on Friday nights, $2.99 will score you a margarita as well. 641-1010, 641-1010. 10-10, glad to have you along with us. Uh, poll questions, Casey Dobson, throw them out there for us. So in our first hour, we let us off with if Jaguars do not make the playoffs, would this be the most disappointing season in franchise history? It is pretty unanimous, 66% of saying yes. And now we have a second poll question up. Who is your NFL MVP? Three of the top in the betting pools right now, and then I went down one for our man Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn. We, we just put that out there like five minutes ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a chance of looking here on the looking on the screen here? Is there a chance Marvin Harrison Jr. plays Friday? I, yes, I he's just, gonna play. He's going. Hey, to, he's, he's thinking about coming back. Wow. It would, well, it would be all about NIL money. Yeah. Uh, he, it, it, he's NFL he's supposedly being offered like seven or eight million dollars to come back and play his senior year um, in Columbus. So, back to the poll question for a second. I'm going to jump it around. Which one? But the, the Jaguars? The, the most disappointing season. Yeah. Although, record-wise, it doesn't look like it. Can't you maybe say that 99 season just because of the way it played out? You lost all three games to the same team. No, no, that was very disappointing. No, no, I You I might have to put that ahead of this I, I, year. I, I wouldn't. I, I would not because Why? it was still a great overall season. Yeah, but you, but you well, were right this there. One, but this one, you go into the year like, hey, we're, we're good. Uh, and then the year starts with your 8-3. The future looks bright. You're thinking of playing for maybe a potential number one overall seed. We got those four games in a row. And I'm looking at it just on one season. You, It sounds like you're looking at this season plus maybe going forward. Yeah, a, l a little because now you – Your question. If, if you, <laughs> you know – Is Lawrence the guy? Is he a franchise guy? Yeah. And it's, yeah. Because there are questions there, right? I mean, I think he's a, he's a franchise caliber quarterback. I think he has a, a phenomenal skill set. But there are questions. You know what? Uh, I, Number one, as I said, you 
when you are the guy and you are quote unquote you you are as I say you are him if you are him as I say today if you're that dude again you make guys around you better they play better there's no and, and there's no one doing that now a huge loss is Christian Kirk I would be one I would venture to say right now had Christian Kirk not been injured the Jaguars would have already clinched the division. I think not having him, he's look, he's their best receiver. He and for that for that matter, their their best offensive what? weapon. No no offense to Evan Ingram, but I think Christian Kirk is is the best route runner on that roster. Uh, the best wide receiver on the rod, the best playmaker. Well, I how think about, not, not having him is huge. I think a, a quarterback changes your team the most. So what about, guess what, everyone has injuries, don't care. No, if, and again, I, I get that. And that, that's where – He was a Jerry Rice out there. That, well, I understand. And that's where I go back to um, the great ones, the generational ones, that make people around them better. And I, and I referenced early on, you know, when, when – uh, Zane Beatles, who was a journeyman offensive lineman before Peyton Manning became the quarterback with the Denver Broncos. He goes to Denver. Evan, he all of a sudden, Zane Beatles looks like a great offensive guard. He gets a big fat contract in Jacksonville. What did he do? He didn't do anything here. You look at Julius Thomas, tied in, had that huge year in, in Denver, and, and at the time got the richest contract ever signed by a tight end and Jacksonville did nothing here and then went to the Miami Dolphins, your club, and did nothing there. So well, so the but what my point is the great was Chuck make the guys around them better. Trevor's not doing that. Well every time you talk about that you talk about what he's gotta be better. What receivers did under Tom Brady, what receivers did under Peyton Manning, and this name popped my head, Alvin Harper. So you're telling me that GMs aren't smart enough to realize this? That, like, Alvin Harper, remember he got paid to be a number one By guy in Tampa. And he, and he, he was, was terrible. Yeah, he was terrible. Why was he great in Dallas? Because he was number three. And number two in Dallas. Was he two? Okay, two. I thought he was three. No, number two. But, all you know, <laughs> to Kevin, Mar- all Kevin the- Martin was number three in Dallas. Martin, okay. Yeah. Well, From okay. Jacksonville, Florida, by the way. Yep, yep. So, uh yeah, uh, of course, Michael Irvin got all the, all the yeah, coverage. Yeah, sure. Harper. I mean, and and, and uh, well-deserved. But, uh, yeah, he just – so, the, again, my question when I, when I look at – when I watch Trevor play, it's almost like the, this Jaguars offensive line has turned him in – I'm not saying he's, he's David Carr – but he's, to me, he's playing gun shy like David Carr played in Houston because sometimes he holds the ball too long. Sometimes he doesn't wait for things to open up. He's very indecisive at this point playing the quarterback position. Not sure if guys can run the correct routes. It's it's just a it's just a huge mess. Um, and he's playing. Look, and he's playing injured. Look, he, you know the the knee, the ankle. He he gets concussed. Now he has a sprained AC joint. Didn't throw today. He may throw tomorrow. Who knows? So you maybe shut hell, it who down? the hell knows, so you maybe man? shut it down if he's hurt? But, yeah, it's nice to be tough, but at some point, if you're if you're hurt, you can't do your team justice. I agree. And, and, and now here you go. We've, we've got Carolina this weekend. It's, it's, uh, it's a mess, man. It's a mess. And uh, so, yeah, to me, by far and away, if the Jaguars fail to make the playoffs, based on, you know, going in from 22 to 23 
and then for that matter, three eleven games, they're eight and three, now they're eight and seven. It's it's it'd be a huge, huge disappointment. Again, the most disappointing season to me in, in Jaguar in Jaguars franchise history. We'll break here. We we, 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 we went cool. way we went way long for a couple segments. So we'll break here to get on time. We'll come back. Uh, talk a little college football playoffs, maybe some of the other the other bowl games as well. Uh, again, the NFL big weekend, two weeks to go, right? I mean, it it, it truly is a week to week league, right? I mean, you, you we thought we had it all figured out. The Niners are the class of the NFL. Uh, nope, that ain't it, right? That well, ain't still it. might be, but well, they uh, weren't last week. Well, the the Ravens just beat the hell out of them, right? And and um, eh, we'll see. All right, we'll, we'll step us up for a break. We'll come back. Phone line, text line to 641 open to you. We broadcast to you from the L House on 1010XL. Compton and Company on 1010XL. Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, boys, we broadcast to you from the L House in Tinseltown on a Wednesday night. Talking sports with you. It's almost like maybe we spoke it into existence. Um... Breaking news. Uh, we were talking early on about um, Fred Taylor and his Hall of Fame candidacy, right? His candidacy. Well, the uh, the top 15 were announced. He's now, Fred Taylor's one step closer to the Pro Football Hall of Fame is here moments ago. He was announced as a modern era finalist for the 2024, 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. That a boy, Freddie T. How about that? Let's How about that? go. So, um, look, ninth overall selection, 1998 drafted, 11,695 rushing yards, the regular season, 66 touchdowns. Um, Taylor, remember the pride of the Jaguars, ranked 17th on the NFL's all-time rushing list, and his 4.6 yards per carry average ranks him only behind Barry Sanders and the aforementioned Jim Brown amongst players with more career rushing yards. Two first-eligible players were among the finalists named Wednesday and Antonio Gates, Julius Peppers. I think they're both in, by the way. I think Peppers and Gates. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the other 12 modern era finalists announced Reggie Wayne, Tory Hill, Andre Johnson. Uh, <laughs> I think. I got her Johnson gets in? I think one of those three get in, and it's probably Reggie Wayne. Because uh, now, in, in this modern era, you don't see more than one receiver typically get in, in, in you know, a year, right? Yeah, you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then after that, Devin Hester. How many get in? Five? Five, maybe I think five, maybe six. I mean, I think six is if you had like the veterans committee gives one. I believe it's, it's five. It's always the five every committee. year, right? Yeah. It's because baseball it could be none, it could be one or it could none. Be one. Yeah. yeah. So the other finalists: Devin Hester, Jared Allen, Rodney Harrison, Darren Woodson, Eric Allen, Willie Anderson, Jari Evans, Dwight Freeney, and Patrick Willis. So there you go, Freddie T. One of the fifteen modern. Here, finalists for the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well deserved. So now he's in the room. So, so now he's in the room. And I, I'm a, is that Sam Kavoris still? Will, will it be Sam Kavoris champion for him? Or is, I mean, he, he championed for 
Baselli for years. Is it still Sam Cavors? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know. Do you know Casey? I don't know. I don't know. It needs to be well, fan based. How about that? Yeah, but, but no, but you know, but 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 they have someone in the room, right? When they go in the room, they'll have a sports writer, a columnist, uh, you know, uh, someone a TV radio personality. There's one person that will go in and they will champion, a, you know, a, a local media member, I should say. A local media member will go in and champion for, you know, each of these finalists. And and it was Sam Cavoris every year for uh, Tony Vaselli. I don't and, understand what changed your case. To me, you're either a Hall of Fame or you're not. I guess it's a numbers thing. If you have five A lot of it's a numbers dunks. thing. And, and it's also, how, you know, how you remembered. You know, now and then how you remember later. You, you don't know, man. You, you just don't know. And But you know what, though? Oh, he, he's now, this is the first time he's been a finalist. Again, now he's in the room uh, and they're going to talk about him. You know, and because before, see, when you're just a semifinalist or you're just on the, the you know, the initial list, you know, you're not talked about. You know, you, you, know, you don't go in and, and, and they're not, there's not a round table and you know, people are, Making straw votes or putting, you know, names in a hat—that doesn't happen until now. So this is this is the first time that's going to happen for Fred Taylor, and that's awesome. That's awesome on the hills of Baselli. Now Fred Taylor is getting the mention, and hopefully uh, Tom Coughlin isn't too far behind. Because Tom Coughlin, of all of them, is the one that's most deserving. He, you, you build. Um, the Jacksville Jaguars from the ground up, and then you go win two Super Bowls with the Giants. On both occasions, you beat the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. Kind of a big deal, Chuck and Casey. Kind of, well, kind, what's funny, kind of big. If, if, if Coughlin goes in, it'll be as what he did with the Giants. That's how, what's, what's what puts him But it should be a compilation of all of it. I mean, well, I would say what he did with the Jaguars is equally as impressive. Yeah, sure, he didn't win a Super Bowl, but you go and take a, 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 uh, an expansion team and you go back to back to back to back in the playoffs and, and, one, you know, and then one, obviously one game, you're a, a game away from the Super Bowl. Well, okay. Kind of a big deal. In that case, why would we put Dom Capers in? Let's remember what Dom Capers did in Carolina. Second year, they were in the uh, NFC Championship game, and they were 7-9 in their first year, Carolina. But what did they do after that? What did Dom Capers do after that? Okay. But you, I, mean, I, I, mean, guess, two, I, mean, I guess you were saying Tom Coughlin's so two AFC title Giants, games. What he the Giants really is what would put him over well, the top. Well, it would put him over, yeah, it put him over the top. But two, AF, two AFC title games in Jacksonville, two Super Bowls, and two Super Bowl victories in New York. So, yeah. anyway, so that's that's my take. Uh, I'm, I'm on TCR. We, and we got games to pick a little later as well. Here, here's How about this? Uh, how about this on day on this day in sports? That's a pretty good day. I mean, you got good NFL stuff or maybe good college yeah. bowl stuff. There's not on this day in sports. Here's yeah. one that's crazy. Uh, uh, a year ago, uh, Luka, Luka Doncic, who was once an Atlanta Hawk, and he was drafted by the Hawks and then traded for Trey Young uh, and what later became DeAndre Hunter. Um, the first and only player in NBA history to have a 60 – uh, a 60-20 double-double. 60-20, boys. 60-20 is kind of a kind of a big deal. All right, so. Oh, uh, yeah, real quick. I got to tell you, I've got a, uh, I got a ticket in Vegas 
win a million dollars. All that has to happen is the Pistons have to win one game in the month of December. How am I looking? <laughs> Not so good. <laughs> okay. Not so good. Not good. I'm talking yeah. one game in, in yeah. a month. Did they I win know. a game in November? I don't think they did. No, they didn't. The last time they won a game was October 29th, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said I said double double. I meant triple double. So on this date in, uh, last year, uh, Luka Doncic became the first and only player to register a 60, 20, and 10 triple double in NBA history. 60, 20, and 10, Chuck. And the Hawks had him. They said, you know what? Nah, we want Trey Young. We'll re- we'd rather really ice Trey. Yeah, Speaking okay. Speaking of the uh, NBA real quick, you know, they got to be few. The, the NBA, the have, day, they, have they started playing yet? Yes. Well, back in the day. I know, you're going to mention Christmas Day, I know. Yes. People that didn't really follow, okay, well, we're opening gifts, we're done opening gifts, nothing on. All right, we'll watch a little NBA. Well, Lakers are on, Celtics, whatever. <laughs> now the NFL has come in and just kicked them out. Oh, yeah, I know. They, they've taken it over. And they still had, look, they still had five really good matchups on Christmas Day. I didn't watch one minute of any of it. It was you had, you had the, um, it was the Celtics. Um, gosh, I think Celtics Heat. I think it was yeah, Celtics Heat. It was uh, I want to say uh, Bucks Knicks. It was uh, gosh, Nuggets. Uh, and I'm probably having to have a botch here. Yeah, I think it was Nuggets, uh, Warriors. But here's a stat for you. So as great as Steph Curry is, he's had 10 games he's played on Christmas Day. He's only scored 20 more points once, and he's 4-6 and six on Christmas Day. Steph Curry. I think it was uh, last year. I got year. the list right here. I think it was last year, Thanksgiving. The Cowboys, Cowboys, they played the uh, Redskins last year. Forty was a forty-one million watched the game. Uh, I don't know about this year, but the other day, Christmas Day, what two days ago, you had twenty-one million watched the Chiefs, the Chiefs game, Raiders, which is impressive because Thanksgiving when the Cowboys game came on, usually you're done eating, yeah. you're just kind of sitting. The other day, you're on Christmas, and still twenty-one million people, which is more than any World Series game. Yeah. College football championship sure. game. It's just the NFL owns everything and just consumes everything and kicks K- anybody. K- in the Casey, how close was I? Give me the five games that were played on uh, the NBA games played on Christmas Day. Bucks played the Knicks. I got that one. Yep, Warriors. Got they played the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Right? I got that one. Yep, got that Celtics one. Celtics yep. played the Lakers. Ah, Celtics Lakers. That's 76ers right. played the Heat. That's and, it. Okay. And the Damn Mavericks it. played the Suns. Okay. That's the only that's the only two teams I didn't mention, Mavericks, Suns. I mixed up some games with the other. Okay, yep. I mean, so what else can happen? And those are those are great matchups. But but the the NFL is just taking over. I'm just taking over. The NBA <laughs> the NBA okay. Okay, that's cute. You guys, you guys want to play on? You guys want to play on Christmas Day still? That's cute. The NFL they took over Black Friday. They now take it over Christmas with what? Are these have maybe you know depending on the day. Now Christmas on a Sunday, they would have their regular schedule, but now they will take you know they'll put three games on Christmas. Right. That's on a Monday. Ah, we'll just have three. Games. Chuck and Casey, I'm going to expect you guys to both know the answer to this because you're both I, I consider. Two pretty intelligent dudes, uh, but I guarantee there's some Wrong. people out there listening that that might not know. And I sh- I'm not. I, mean, I shouldn't say that because I'm calling some people dummies out there. 
Do you know what why they call Black Friday Black Friday? Yes. Do you know, Casey? Uh, why is it blank. called Black Friday? You're drawing a blank. Chuck, tell folks why it's called Black Friday. Because that is the day that businesses actually they go, go into they profit. go into the black. They go into a profit yep. area. Yep. So Black Friday meaning black, you, you know, your profit. Uh, before you're in what the red? I guess you're in the red. All year what? long, you're like in the red or barely breaking trading water. But uh, the day after trading water, trading water. Tre- yeah, trading. <laughs> yeah, uh, the day after Thanksgiving is the day when most retailers will crack into the positive. Meat. So hence the reason they say they call it Black Friday. Yeah, it's actually a good thing when you think of like you know morning. You know, like you think it's actually something good for businesses. Yeah, it's not a period of mourning. It's know? not a. It is not a period of period of mourning. Uh, how much trouble, and Chuck, you don't think they are in trouble. Chuck still thinks the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I told, Chuck, the, the do you Chiefs, not agree with me? The Chiefs don't make the Super Bowl. Do you They're not making the Super Bowl. Do you have to knock off a champion until As Rick Flair said, yes. to be the man, yes. you got to beat the They're man. They're still the man. The Ravens may be the man this year, but until they do it. I will, okay. I'll, right now, on a neutral field, in the AFC, I take the Ravens. I would take the Bills. Right, the Dolphins. Uh, right, wait, wait, maybe right, right, even right, the right. Dolphins. Huh? I think the Bills right now are playing better football than the Dolphins. Yeah, now, kind of sidetracking that. Here's what's bad. Yes, it's all well and good. The Dolphins won the other day. That's fine. Boy, that Titans game, that Monday night game, where they blew a 14-point lead in the last three minutes. Because I think... I think the Dolphins are going to lose to the Ravens. I think they lose to the Bills. And, by God, they're going to be a wild card, which is frustrating. <laughs> the only good thing of that is maybe yeah. they'll be a four. They'll be a number. They'll come five. They'll come to Jacksonville and play Jacksonville. And then the they'll wear Jacksonville win. out. If the Jacksonville is fortunate enough to get there, they will. Boy. Fortune? Fortune? No, well, I mean, it could be the Browns, though. Who, who knows who the, which wild card team would end up here playing the Jaguars if the Jaguars are fortunate enough to, to win the division. We and don't know it, that yet. And darn it, the other day the Chargers almost won the game against the Bills. That would have given the Dolphins a division. But the Dolphins did it themselves. They, they blew the lead in the Titans game. But you, you did beat the Cowboys, though. You did do that. I mean, I heard the music to start the show. I heard that. I didn't think they would do that. Yeah, I, I, that. I thought it would be easy, you know. I thought Dallas would win that game rather easily. Yeah, good song. I like it. Lord, here we go. Here we go. Great. That song. That song. Love it. Is uh, is uh, is is hate a strong word? Yes. Okay, I hate you both right now. So, <laughs> you're, I mean, your trivia I, questions open to both of you. Okay. There's another team that uses this. The Houston same, Oilers. Yes. And they argue as the who stole from whom. Houston there is an Oilers, Houston number one. It's the same song, the different words. I, actually, I think, the, I, I think the Dolphins had it first. But they then Houston Oilers made it famous. Lo- love you, Blue. Love you, Blue. Yeah. You want to talk about a lost art. There you go. The, the fight song for your, uh, for your respective teams. Like, when's the last time a new song was written? That's true. That's true. And Casey, do you realize the Washington Redskins used to have a marching band that marched at halftime? Hey, maybe we should play. <laughs> maybe we should play the Uh Oh song when we come back with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Uh -oh. Remember, you don't remember that song? If I hear it, if I hear it, I'll the rap cry. song they made. Uh, Jimmy Smith, oh, and Cornell, and Leon Cersei. 99? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, now I know what you're talking and, about. Uh, and uh, I've heard Leon Cersei talk at Midday Show that it wasn't supposed to be released until if and when they beat the Titans in 99. But they but they obviously, it was released prior to, and then, of course, you know, the Titans played it all night long after they beat the Jaguars. And we are the Seminoles. <laughs> Remember that from 88? Yeah, oh, yeah. And they what? What? Thirty-one nothing later. Yep, Thirty-one nothing. September third, nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember the date. Man, couldn't happen to a better bunch. Uh, here we go. Here it is. Here it is. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Here it is. I mean, see. Uh oh. Oh, we, we bashed him uh -oh. up. Here. Uh oh. Uh -oh. I think I just got a uh, Jimmy uh -oh. Smith just cut me a look. Y'all gotta pull this up. Leon, see you. Which of you? Leon Cersei. Listen to that. As heard every day here on XL Primetime, we can have lunch with Leon. Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what more could you ask for? Check you to get up and dance? No. Does no, it shut say, that place down. It, 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 it would shut it down. Does it, it say, would shut it down. Does the song there say, Titans, what you going to do? Because if it does, the Titans should do what they did. Here, here, 82. I think 82 is next, I think. Here, 82, yeah, yeah. I told you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember it. How bad is that? I mean, it, it, it was fun back in the day. It was. Yeah. See, Chuck? I mean, how good is that? I mean, I mean, I, why can't we have that? We thought we were going to have that. We were 8-3. We're 8-3. And now we suck. Now we're 8-7. Come on, Keenan Cornell. Tell now us, we're, baby. We're kind of saying, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. What are we doing? Uh -oh. I know. I know. Come on, Keenan. You're always open, Keenan. Yeah. See, Keenan's telling us. That's great. <laughs> great. For show. Uh-oh. And then this is a four-and-a-half-minute, almost five-minute-long song. Lord. Good grief. I know. Gary, oh, G-Funk. I wonder if Dan had a, had a part in writing some of the lyrics yeah. for this. Hey, uh, here's a question. Where did Gary Walker go to college, boys? Auburn. Okay. All right. Good job, Chuck. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on, man. That was outstanding. I mean, the only thing missing was the Super Bowl. <laughs> that was the only thing. That's, that's only missing. We didn't get that. We didn't get that part. That's, I love that song. That's a lot. That's a lot to be missing, though. Man, hey, if you, hey, uh, man, that's uh oh. All right, so we're gonna break here. We're gonna come back. Pick games. You got games, Chuck? Oh yeah, I got games. And talk about the I got game. The game. college I was about football to say. playoff. <laughs> I don't even want to hear about last week's. I probably don't want. Uh, I, I don't think I do. Maybe. 
I don't think so. I, all I, the game not I remember great. didn't go not well the, for not me. Not the worst. Not great. That's all I know. All right, we're going to come back, pick games, talk about the college football playoff, and say, who those, do you got? Those games are in there, by the way. Uh, they should be. They better be. Is, is uh, Florida State Georgia in there? Of course. I know you're picking that one. 18 and a half. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right. Back to more for this from the Yale House in Tinseltown on 1010XL. This is Compton and Company on 1010XL. I guess this means we have games. Yeah, finally after like two weeks of no college games, we have some college games thrown in here. We finally have college games, huh? That's good, finally. Finally. All right, Chuck, let's have them. How did we do last week? So last week, you did you did the worst of us, but you didn't do terrible. You were, three, I, and, you were three and three. All right. So you are even for the season. I went four and two, so that put me into the lead at three over. And Casey, by the way, you're five and one so yeah. last week. Yeah, Very Casey crushed it last week. Yes, Woo-hoo! so now you're one. And you're in second. That's the beginner's luck, is what I call that. Beginner, we've right. been doing this a couple weeks now. Okay. Well, you're still, you're still, it's still early on. You're still, you're still infant when it comes to this, Casey. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. So our first game is a very easy one. The the Orange Bowl Saturday at four, Georgia versus FSU. Georgia by eighteen and a half for some unknown reason. I have no idea. It should be the other way. All right, Casey, go ahead. Eighteen and a half. Well, uh, this is hard to pick, man, but you know what? I'm going to give a shout-out to one of my best friends who is a Florida State Seminole fan, Robbie Lee. FSU's going to take this one. Let's go, Robbie. <laughs> oh, good Lord. You think they're going to win a, outright or stay you're in a, are, are they going to win outright, Casey? Uh, yeah, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. <laughs> you and Chuck are both delusional, so go ahead, Chuck. Go ahead and pick it. As I said, I think bowl games are hard to pick. I think motivation goes into play. I think FSU's motivated. They feel they were wrong. Probably so. Probably rightly so they were wrong. I I, I think I don't think Georgia cares. All right, this I is, think FSU uh, this is what I'll say to win. that. Georgia does care because their head coach is gonna make sure they care because Kirby Smart's a master motivator. Um, FSU has their quarterback. They've got their running back. They've got no wide receivers. Uh, they're, they're, they have an offensive line is all they have. Uh, they have no uh, defensive line. But, yeah, sure, they're fine. They're fine. Right. FSU, I mean, George about 40. I'm just thankful that uh, neither team's play in the college playoff. Um, Casey, you may have missed this. I said when the year started, if Georgia went back to back to back, I was moving to Alaska because I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to contend with all the Georgia fans. And my fear was FSU and Georgia was on a collision course. I didn't know that it was going to be in a meaningless Orange Bowl game. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. So give me Georgia big. Well, at least you don't have to move to Alaska, though, right? I do not have I mean, to move to Alaska. Win. You win. I look, I already did my research. United Rentals, we've got stores in Alaska. I already had radio worked out. I had United Riddles worked out. I was good. I was good. And when, after FSU wins, as soon as I hear about that banner going up, national champions hanging at Dope Campbell, I will call you nonstop every day and tell you about that banner hanging up that they're going to hang. 
Yeah, UCF and FSU both have banners. Right. All right, next next we jump ahead to Monday. We got our first playoff game of the day. We got Alabama versus Michigan. Michigan by a point and a half. What's the number? Point, one, one and a half. Michigan by one and a half. Yeah. Good, Casey. Ooh. This, ah, this, one's a, this one's a tough one, you know, because I don't believe Alabama should be there, first of all. But, I mean, whatever. They won the SEC. Yes. I don't know. I just, ah. Go ahead and give me Alabama. Go ahead, Chuck. It's a tough one. I, uh, Bama, not no their achievers, but all year you thought they're not the Bama that they have been in the past. But beat Georgia. But I think Michigan overall better. Give give me Michigan to win. Well, here here's the uh, to me the difference in the game is this: Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, the two edge rush for Alabama. In fact, Dallas Turner was named SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Um, then you had uh, Michigan lost All-American Zach Zinter to a leg injury in the Ohio State season finale. I think, uh, as I just mentioned, Braswell and Turner will be all over J.J. McCarthy all night long. Uh, so give me Alabama. Uh, and again, I'm not the SEC waving flag at all. I hope Michigan wins. I do. But I think Alabama wins the football game. All right, next we go to the nightcap. We set start at like 9 o'clock. So what time is that going to be? Like 12, 30, 1 o'clock? They say 8.45, but we'll see. We have to go to work, we have to go to work on Tuesday. Anyway, Texas, this is this is really is difficult. Texas, Washington. Texas by four. Okay, I'll go first. Washington's been undersold all year, you know. In that, in that uh, Pac-12 title game, they were nine and a half point underdogs to Oregon. They took care of business. Give me Washington. I don't know if they're gonna win. I think they cover that four. Casey? Uh, give me Texas, I'll take it. You know, uh, Washington was, uh, they have 26 fifth and six-year seniors. They've got like 12, they have 12 super seniors from the COVID year. So they've got, again, 26, fifth, 23 to 24 to 25-year-old grown-ass men. They've got uh, what was voted on by the, the, you know, the National Riders as the offensive line of the year, whatever the, whatever award that is, they were named the best offensive line of college football. They have a Heisman Trophy finalist, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, they've got two outstanding wide receivers that will both be uh, first or second eight picks in the NFL draft. I think Washington wins the football game. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. All right. Next, we back up. We go to the NFL and back up to Saturday. We go from Monday to Saturday. Of course, we have Detroit. At Dallas, Detroit, of course, has clinched their first division title in 30 years. Yeah, 1993. Uh, 1993 is the last of the Lions won a division. Wayne Fox. Do you know the last year they won a playoff game? I believe 1991. Against the Cowboys. Yes. That might have been the year they lost, like, the the NFC Championship game to Washington, like, 51-3. to That's correct. That's, that's like correct. Is that the correct score? That's. I don't know. They beat them. 
I don't know what the correct score was. They beat him like a drum. To your to your point, they beat him bad. Yes. Okay. So I think Dallas rebounds. They got. I mean, Dallas got kind of some new life. You know. With the, yep. With the San Francisco losing, they still trail Philly in the division now. But I think Dallas rebounds and, and covers. Wins and obviously covers. Casey. Hmm. I love. I, I, I like this newness. Uh, I like picking against you, bro. So, I know you do. Uh, so, I know yeah. you do. You know That's what? okay. A couple of weeks ago, I said I, I don't believe in Jared Goff, and and, and maybe yep. this week I will. <laughs> you know what? I love you and I hate you, uh, and it's okay. Hey, look, you know what? God bless Jared Goff. I mean, think about Jared Goff. The Rams pretty much, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, yeah, the Rams gave up everything and their brother, not just to get Matthew Stafford, but to get the Lions to take on that contract of Jared Goff, and he's had a career resurgence. He has, absolutely. But do you, under, do you know what's happening in Arlington, Texas on Saturday night? Do you know what night that is? Do you know? Saturday Either night? Either one of you guys know what's happening Saturday night. Is there a rodeo in town or something? There might know. be that as well. Maybe it's called Eight Seconds with Luke Perry. I'm not sure. But, no, Jimmy Johnson, long overdue, oh, yeah, yeah, is being yeah. inducted to the damn ring of honor. The Cowboys went big. You don't lose on Jimmy Johnson night. How about the Cowboys? what I say, boys. God, that that just sounds like a loss. Like, they're going to be up partying, thinking about other things. Go Detroit, right? <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you something. Tell me something, Chuck. You think half these players currently know who Jimmy Johnson is? They all know who Jimmy Johnson okay. is. He's on TV every damn week. Uh, yeah. How do they not know? Alright. So, Alright, okay. They, they, they all know who Deion Sanders is? Yeah. Both, both y'all took Dallas on that one, right? Yes, we took Dallas. Dallas going to win easy, unfortunately. All right, next, I know we'll do this one game, then we'll break and come back to the Jags team. But probably the game of the week, the Dolphins at the Ravens. The Dolphins by I'm mean, excuse me, what am I thinking of? The Ravens by three. Can I go Edgar Allan Poe? Quote the, quote Ravens. the Ravens. Nevermore. Taking Baltimore? Yeah, I'm taking Baltimore. Look, Lamar Jackson... Uh, watching the game the other night, he still, to me, I'm not sold on him as a passer. He still throws a bunch of wayward balls. I'm like, ooh, ooh, where is he, where is he going with that football? But you have to defend him so much differently. People say, man, how, why does he have nine or ten seconds to throw the ball sometimes? Because they understand if they pin their ears back, he's going to he's gonna go for like 70 yards on the ground. Not in the game, but on a carry. Um Look, but the guy's playing fantastic. Uh, and you know what? I give him grief at times. But he's other, Zay Flowers is a, a number two receiver in, in the real world. Uh, Odo Beckham Jr. is well past his prime. He's dealing with a backup tight end, Isaiah Likely, and a couple decent running backs. His, his. Uh, so, you know what? God bless Lamar Jackson. Uh, give me the Ravens to cover that spread. Yeah, I don't like it. I think it'll happen. Casey? So both y'all took Baltimore? Correct. Uh, I'm going to let go ahead, a go musical. Go ahead and play the song, Casey. Ah, go ahead yes, and play it. Yes, 
All right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, give me Miami. Just, just to stick with I, you guys. All right. I hope, I hope you're right. I right? hope you're right. right. Yes, please. I hope you're right. <laughs> it's Super Bowl. The Miami Dolphins. What we did? Are we, right. cutting, we going to commercial we're, and coming yeah, back with gonna, our last one? Yeah, we're going to suspend yep. the music. We're going to go to commercial break. We're going to come back and finish things off with <laughs> the Jacksonville Jagless Wars. I mean, we're Jagless. We're Jagless is what we are. What a just a putrid back half of this season we've had. But we'll finish it. With the Jaguars, Panthers after this. From the Yellow House on Tinsentown on 1010XL. Compton and Company on 1010XL. <laughs> I have a feeling that you guys might need to take this song to heart. Hey, would you know? After we come back. Hey, would you know that, uh, would you believe that I've sang this song, uh, karaoke before? I think it's like the, I think it's like, yeah, I think see, it's like see, the Chuck, most. See, Chuck thought he was out of drinks, and there was a, a full drink in the bucket, and you didn't see it, Chuck. Congratulations. I don't think there was. What? Congratulations, that, that might be Chuck. an effect of drinking. I don't know. Dear Lord, Chuck. She came over here, our wonderful server tonight. Well, guess what? Cherokee. Chuck was all over me. Well, guess what? Oh, no, 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 guess what? Chuck, oh, oh, you drank my other one. I said, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And then, so the bucket goes away. We ordered one more single for Chuck. And she came back over. Oh, you had one in the bucket. Congratulations, well, Chuck. Good what? job. It's been sitting there like two hours, so guess what? Winter me, because now it's ice cold. So. Good luck. Congratulations. So, but I think this might be one of the most sane karaoke songs of all. I've done a karaoke before. It's like a rite of passage, honestly. You have yeah. to do it. Me and my teenage daughter did it together, which is kind of odd. But we did. We loved it. And now, now I will say the first. Oh, yeah. Tell your teenage daughter, thanks to her idol for Derailing the Chiefs. I mean, that's a good thing, I guess. It is a good thing. <laughs> they have lost five games with five of eight can, since Taylor Can I say, and Casey probably hasn't heard me say this. <laughs> okay, I was never, like, a big Taylor Swift fan. I was a fan of hers because of my daughter. You know, and I, I, but I, I turned into a Swifty dad because of, because of Daphne. Uh, but when I took her to Atlanta to watch Taylor Swift, and I seen her performance, and she wrote up with 44 songs in three and a half hours with zero breaks. She turned me into a real fan. I mean, she's one of the best performers in the history of music. She's a singer, songwriter, performer, and musician. She does. All, she plays. She, she plays instruments. She writes her own music. She does it all. She writes it. She performs all of it. Okay, Casey, before you joined us, we had this debate. We'll let you answer this question. Obviously, the Mount Rushmore, we got four performers on there. Do you think Taylor Swift belongs Okay, let me, let me start. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. When, when I say out. Mount Rushmore and performers, I'm talking about from a fandom standpoint. 
from a fandom standpoint, I don't mean that's true. That's who fair. your that's favorite. Fair. That's fair. Who your favorite singer is? Who your favorite band is? Who you think is the best? No, I'm talking about Michael Jackson, the Beatles, Elvis Presley, Taylor Swift. As far as the maniacal people, how they just like they pass out. They they sit there. And I guess you too was sort of like that for a while, but how they just line up for days just to see just to see the person. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's Taylor Swift. Now I don't think you left one out there. You have to put a fifth. She doesn't surpass Elvis Presley. Did you say it was Elvis, Michael Jackson, the Beatles, and her? No, Elvis. Who are we, who are we missing? Elvis. Elvis. Michael Jackson. The Beatles. The Beatles. We're Taylor missing, Swift. We're missing somebody. I think. Are no, we we're not. We're not missing someone? No. God, we're missing no. some. I feel like we're missing somebody. Your thoughts, Casey, in terms of – And you're the, younger. The, the not fo- young, the, but the, younger. The, the following. Her, her following is it, – it rivals those three. Uh, I, I just got a text message from my wife who's listening, and I got to say probably Garth Brooks is going to be up there. And I'm, that's a good one. I, I don't. A good one. I do not. That's a good one. Listen to country music, but I will watch that man live. He puts on a concert. He was here in Jacksonville for five five nights in a row at, at the old Coliseum. I, I went to one of them. People sit for days to see him, so uh, he'd, he'd have to be up there. He'd have I mean, to be up there. How about what came out a couple of days ago? They said Taylor Swift. Uh, business owner, operator, whatever, had the most successful year of any business owner in recent memory. She's a billionaire. She's now, now a, yeah, she's now a billionaire. I mean, she's she's the biggest thing we've had in, in twenty years, thirty okay. years. If, if I anything, hate. I, I mean, she's the most popular woman in the world. Give Look. me a more popular woman in the world right now that's living than Taylor Swift. Give me one. Nobody. Give me a seriously. Give me a living, more popular woman in the world right now than Taylor Swift. Okay, I'm waiting. Anybody going once? I hate you know going what? twice. I got you. I got, got nothing. nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. You got nothing. Give me, give me a more popular woman in the last fifty years than Taylor Swift. There was living. I. Look, you got nobody. I, well, okay. I almost hate to do this because you and I have a pact that we don't talk certain things. But when she Hillary uses Clinton? her power over the next year to support the liberal cause, what are you going to? Because she is going to to do that to the moon. That's yeah, all. I'm gonna, I know I'm she is. For, I'm I know she is. Trouble, I, know, I know she but, is, and I know that I, I'm. I, I lean right, you lean left. I get that. That's fine. I mean, I'm a look. I understand that, and she's going to do that. That's okay. That it still doesn't, you know. Are we uh, talking Dolly? No, he's talking about how Taylor's going to lean so lean so far left and do what she yes. can to help the the left the left people like That's Chuck uh, win office. <laughs> That's what he's talking about, and and I and I get it. I lean. I'm right. You're left. Whatever. And, and but I but can I can still appreciate. What she, who she is as a performer. We're I don't care about Casey, that. We're both sensible. We're not nut jobs on either side. Yeah, we're not nut jobs. Hey, on either side. listen. How about this? Listen, we got, we got, we got Garth Brooks in the background. There, there you go. go. I mean, I mean, 
Ah, okay. Let's let's do the Jaguars. Oh, we got to pick the game, by the way. Pick the Jaguars, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be easy. Carolina. Easy. Casey he says easy. Just okay. easy. Okay. Uh, look here. All right. Yeah, turn that up. Oh, man. I mean, there I we mean, go. Yeah. I hear it in the background. Your, your wife's got to love it. My, that's my favorite oh, uh, karaoke ladies. song of all time because I, I can't sing, friends. but I can sing that one. Yeah. Uh, so, look, I'm going with the hometown boys. We got us. We got to turn the tide. We haven't done well here at home all season. This is the last home game. You want to rejuvenate your fan base. We got a playoff game coming. We got to rejuvenate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, okay. Let's get this one out of the way first there, Chuck. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Give me the Jacks. I thought I was going to take the Panthers. You won't. But I'm not because the Jaguars are going to finally. Look, Bryce Young's been sacked 51 times. Bryce Young should not be a National Football League quarterback. Again, you were asking earlier, Chuck, about how do GMs and people do certain things. I don't know because I said last year at this time that Bryce Young should have been like a third-round draft pick, in my opinion. He's got small hands. He's got an average arm. He's got a slight frame, and he's short. That's all. That's that's him. Was he taking number one this year? Last year? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So all he is, all he has is a little bit of mobility. That's all he's got. When that that ball floats out of his hand like Danny Warfel's passes, they float. It's like rookie of the year. That movie, rookie of the year, just float it, just float it. That's what his passes do. They float. He's never going to be any good as a quarterback in the National Football League. You know, next year he's going to be a Pro Bowler, and I'm going to look, I'm going to look like a dumbass. And what's that? Okay. Panthers? They don't have number. They have number one pick, but they won't get it next year. Nope. <laughs> Think about the Bears, man. The Bears, have play, if they play this thing right, the Bears are going to be really, really good next year. All right. So I hear the music. Remind folks who are listening tonight. We're AM and FM. Next Wednesday, we'll be back just to the AM side. So, for Casey Dobson, did a great job producing. For Chuck Elliott, the fine folks here at the L House in Tinseltown. Until next Wednesday night, I'm Ron Compton. See ya!